0: Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Lindsay Cabrera, and welcome back to Moose Collective. There's a new moon coming up on October 25th, so be sure to harness this energy and manifest everything you desire. I also have the Moose Mix Series up on our SoundCloud page where you can find a brand new set curated by Natalia Duljac. If you enjoy listening to my podcast, I'd love if you can leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts to help us move up the charts. On today's episode, you'll be meeting Emmy-nominated leading voice of the Web3 movement, Shira Lazar, who took the internet by storm with her web-first news brand, What's Trending. She's spoken at conferences including South by Southwest, VCon, NFT NYC, and NFT LA, and was named Fast Company's most influential women in technology. She's interviewed the top entrepreneurs in blockchain on her nationally syndicated podcast, Inside Web3. To give a little backstory, I reached out to the BFF NFT, which is a project started by 100 plus leaders across industries with a mission to help women and non-binary people get educated, connected, and empowered in Web3. Shira Lazar is amongst one of the founding members alongside names like Mila Kunis, Gwyneth Paltrow, Tyra Banks, and Paris Hilton. Today, we discuss the BFF project, diversity and inclusion in the space, and so much more. This Web3 Musai is a creative leader to watch, and you can follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Shira Lazar. I hope you enjoy this episode, and here's Shira Lazar on Musai Collective. Hello, Shara. Welcome to Mooseye Collective Podcast. How are you today? It's so good to have you here. (laughs) Yes, good morning. I'm here with a cup of coffee, ready to go. Ready to go. So I'm really excited to have you on the podcast today because you are my first guest that I have to speak about NFTs and Web3, the very first one. So we're going to give my listeners a little taste of the space because I know there's a lot of stuff going on in Web3. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: So, you know, let's, we'll like narrow in on some important things that I want to share with the audience because, you know, there's a lot of people that I know that are like asking me these questions and I'm like, keep telling them, we'll wait for the podcast episode and <laughs> you can have a listen. Hopefully Perfect. learn something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hope.
0: Yes. Yes. So before we get started, I think it's important that we explain the basics. Yeah. yeah. Please tell everybody what is an NFT and what does Web3 mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally.
1: Normal questions. Let's do this together. And I I always say, I'm not an expert. I'm someone who is a student, constantly curious, like you, I'm always learning. Um, I'm not the one writing the code. So (laughs) everything expressed is very much from a creator creative perspective and someone who, uh, yeah, once again, um, really loves the space and also the culture around it.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: um, an NFT is a non-fungible token. It's a digital asset made on the blockchain. The blockchain is like a digital bank ledger. You know, it's where um, transactions happen and coding happens that creates digital assets. and an asset could be, you know, it's where cryptocurrency comes from. It's where an NFT comes from. It's where the metaverse comes from. When I say Web3, it's anything that comes from the blockchain. So, all this stuff is built on the blockchain, um, which is um, irreversible and it's transparent. So, imagine it. Imagine being able to see all these transactions. You can see what wallets they came from. Doesn't mean you know who the person is, but you see where it originated from. You could see where the money is going, which is really important because it allows you you to like see where things are. Whereas a bank or a regular company, things are kept private behind closed doors, even as a public company, it's really hard to know how things work. And, you know, you could say that led to a very corrupt system. There's a lot of still sketchiness in this space, but when you're talking about the blockchain, it allows at least everyone to have more visibility into the behind the scenes, right? Yes, yes. Um, And an NFT can be an image, as you've seen, like Bored Ape Club. Maybe some of you know the apes, the very popular apes. Yes. <laughs> um, or it could be even piece of music. It could be a video. You have a lot of different creators doing different unique things on um, the blockchain or with NFTs to even raise money around their album, or their next video series or movie where you actually, by owning maybe um, an image or uh, a piece of a music video or a piece of a song, you actually own a piece of that. So you can be part of the upside of it, which is this beautiful exchange between, I think, creator and fan or consumer. What also makes it so unique, um, and I would say revolutionary, like this is kind of the excitement that everyone is talking about, is that the creator gets to build their own contract. It's called a smart contract on the blockchain. Again, um, once it's built, it, it can't be changed necessarily. And so what it allows is if I'm an artist and typically in the past, I would sell um, my art maybe for a hundred dollars, but then out of nowhere, it blows up. And you know people are buying my art for a million dollars. In the past, an artist or any sort of yeah, creative wouldn't have seen that money. Right? Like it would be sold and they would see none of it. Maybe like the rich people who bought it would end up having money or the galleries or whatever, or Christie's, you know? And um, now, once you're in the smart contract, you're in there forever. So you get money back in perpetuity, which is such a beautiful and needed thing to shift how we view artists right? It's like, no longer are you these, like the poor artists, like there's actual sustainability, financial sustainability that's in there. Um, so that's like a bit of, I hope a bit of a one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, makes sense. no, absolutely. For sure. And <laughs> you can always like Listen to Shira's podcast inside Web three as well. for more. I actually have very
1: like <laughs> deep tech technical people. Like <laughs> I, I you know I consider myself more of uh, I would say a a broadcaster on air personality. Like I'm interested in things and I bring people along the journey with. Yes, me. yes. Um, and then I I'm a curator, so I curate interesting people in different spaces. And I, I bring the experts together. So that's why I say I joke around like, I'm not necessarily the expert, but I guess compared to some people, I'm more <laughs> of an expert than them. Exactly. And then finally, and I promise this will be quick <laughs> web three. So web one, imagine, and I saw, I'll give uh, credit to this image I, I shared on LinkedIn, someone else built for this analogy, but if web one was like username and password at the beginning of the internet, web two was when the advent of social content, right? And community around content and social media. So it was more, Hey, I'm going to log into my Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Web three is all about, as I mentioned, the blockchain, anything built on the blockchain. And it's all about your wallet, your digital identity through your wallet. So Perfect. everything will connect through your wallet. So that's yes. kind of the evolution Yeah. That becomes the central hub.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Web three, everybody. It's the future. It's here.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is. And it's here. It's not just about, it is, it's not just about the LA, New York, you know, Oh, the big city folks. It's actually really even changing how people um, connect and transact, you know, in El Salvador or in Ukraine, unfortunately with everything Mm -hmm. happening. So there's a lot of cultural repercussions um, and impact of this technology.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's an entire revolution of the internet for sure. So, speaking of BFF, caught my eye with all the online clutter and news and NFT noise because it stood out to me because it its mission to help women and non-binary people get educated, connected, and empowered in Web three. And I actually really love their
1: NFTs. So. Yeah, Can you share with us more about the project and its ethos? Yeah, definitely. Well, it's so funny. I I, know I've known Britt Morin for a long time, who's the co-founder. I'm a fan of Jamie Schmidt, who now I've gotten to know, who's amazing. Both incredible entrepreneurs, power women. And I saw what they were doing in the space as I was coming up. And I saw they were announcing that they were bringing on these founding members. I was like, how do I become a founding member? So I applied and lo and behold, I got in. <laughs> um, and, you know, I think that I, I just, for me, it was one of the, the first spaces that I found, you know, like-minded women and felt like it was a safe, non, non-alienating or just like, you know, you felt like, oh, you weren't intimidated by all of this stuff to learn about it. Because I, I think a lot of us felt in Web two. Like we lost track or we were behind, right? And so a lot of us, a lot of us women ended up not being the founders or the investors. And we ended up not having equity in the space because we just didn't learn about it. Because typically um, these kinds of spaces, financial or tech are typically run by men, Right. And so (laughs) I think when it comes to web three early on, I felt this way. And I know that Britt and Jamie felt this way because when they started BFF, it was with this in mind that we don't want this to happen again. We don't want to leave anyone behind. So how do we get people onboarded now at the beginnings? And even now, as you're hearing this, like we're very much still at a beginning. Yeah. The industry is evolving and it's building before our very own eyes. It is. Like, yeah. And so um, there's never, it's never too late to, to get in in many ways. Like if, if you feel like there's something interesting there, like lean in and keep learning and don't get overwhelmed by the fact like maybe you're not at a certain point that you'd want to be or where others are. But, you know, there's, as, as a founding member, there's a lot of other amazing thought leaders, experts, celebrities who are involved. But for me, like that, was cool. Okay. But for me, what was even cooler was the fact that I could be among community with others like me who, um, cared about this stuff and, and wanted to be part of it. And so BFF has obviously, um, you know, publicly, you can get a lot of information without buying in necessarily, but once, you know, you have a bracelet and what was great about their first drop, it was free. So a lot of people got bracelets who, one maybe they would have not, they wouldn't have wanted to buy into something because they didn't understand it but it kind of broke that barrier for entry and through that they ended up onboarding a lot of people who like didn't even have a wallet and they got a wallet because of BFF's first release or as they say like airdrop yeah you know, or mint. You the, mint like, yes. the mint is like, imagine a release of an album, but the mint is when it is created on the blockchain. Yes. Um, and then they launched their You Collection um, that also sold out. And that was like beautiful art representing all types of women. And I say women with an X to include non-binary folks. And... Um, that gives you also access to their Discord, you know, um, their perk shop. The perk shop is so cool because once you have the NFT, you can get discounts or access to like cool things. Like it's like a digital. Shop, yeah, right? like imagine our uh, you know, BFF's own mini Amazon, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Say it's as big, but for things <laughs> that apply to all of us, yeah, um, you could even get in the perk shop. Uh, my company, Peace Inside Live, we have a 21 day meditation challenge, and we gave it to, to the BFF community um, a percentage off of that, so it's a it's a really cool place where you can get stuff like that and then also events bff and a lot of these nft projects have some really great events and once you're a holder you can get access to that or events from partners of theirs and so and when we were talking about this before they just announced this bff kind of roadshow where they'll be stopping for instance in miami um and you can meet other women who are in this space and also learn from experts in person. And so it's just like a great way to really get a sense of what the community is like. I find if, if you don't get it when I'm talking about it, or maybe going on Twitter, I promise you'll get it when you go in person. That's usually like the the thing that that gets people to the other side. Yeah. Because you see the excitement, you see that it's just like regular people. Yeah. You see that everyone has the same questions as you, like no question is bad. And then you actually hear from people who are building um, and getting jobs in the space. And they're not necessarily like, you know, overly experts or coders or like deep business people. You know what I mean? Like some of them are. <laughs> yeah. Like some of them are were just like, yeah, a PR person, or maybe they were a project manager or a an event coordinator, or yeah. maybe they just love Twitter. Like I don't yeah. know. Or <laughs> um they love their family and they joined a, a family project or yeah. a mom project. Like or uh, wellness and uh, health and wellness is huge mm-hmm. in this space too. So yeah. like I do think there's community and something for everyone. Um, And NFTs, you could say, really popularized all this because it brought culture into it. Yeah. Um, Because you could say NFTs could be anything. It doesn't need to be a piece of art. It could be your driver's license. (laughs) It's just an asset that allows you to like, you know, own it in perpetuity. And it's totally and completely unique for you. So imagine having your birth certificate as an NFT. Yes. Um, Your deed, the home, you know, your deed for your home. Um, so you know who had it before you and you can pass it on and you don't need a middle person. It's just between, it's, it's the relationship and the transaction between you and a buyer or exactly. if you're the buyer, a seller. With PFF um, and and many others, there's definitely so many perks, as I mentioned, um, events to perk shop to um, so a lot of people have fashion or merch and, so it's it's almost like um, a club, like a membership. Yeah, club, yeah. You know, as that.
0: Super cool, I love it. So you are a Web3 advocate, collector, advisor, and consultant with companies in the space relating to cryptocurrency, NFTs, and the metaverse. So what has your Web3 journey been like for you and how did you get into the Web3 space?
1: Yeah, it's, it's been a wild, short ride. You, know, <laughs> you could say, even though I've... i ventured into this space in really like November of 2021, which isn't a long time ago. It'll be a year almost. I've been in digital culture and tech and media for almost two decades. So I say like Web3 is really an evolution or an upgrade from what I'd been doing. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and uh, so how I got into it is I, you know, I started a company called What's Trending a decade ago where we cover all this stuff. And so I started just seeing where the trends were going. I started seeing people who are early adopters, you know, like Britt Moore, or like Randy Zuckerberg or like Gary Vaynerchuk posting about a lot of the stuff, um, not just about crypto, but of about NFTs. And so, you know, my I perked up. I was like, hmm. I'm noticing something. There's a pattern. Like pattern recognition is really important, whatever space you're in. And um, and then as I was noticing, I started getting asked to be part of projects or host Twitter Spaces. And so I leaned into that. And then I I was recommended to by someone at Gary V's team to buy a bunch of female-founded NFTs. He was like, these are the ones to check out. Like check out Flower Girls. Check out Boss Beauties. BFF. Hadn't started yet. Sorry, <laughs> um, check out Women Rise. Uh, check out all these, and so I bought them. And then for fun, I just posted. About the fact that I bought them on Twitter. And I like every time I bought one, I posted about it. And it was just really incredible to see the communities come together, like to celebrate that you are joining them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A big welcome every time. Exactly. And it's, it's <laughs> fun. And there's something really special with that. And so I was intrigued. And that was kind of like the beginnings. And then, it was kind of like a domino effect snowball from there. You know, I started doing Twitter spaces and the Women in Web 3 Twitter spaces I do on Wednesdays even happens yes. very serendipitously because I was just doing Twitter spaces, like all different types of subjects on Wednesdays. And I happened to do one the day of the BFF launch. And so... Yeah. Like, so a a lot of people thought it was like an after party to the BFF (laughs) launch because BFF did their own live stream and all that. And so everyone went from there to my Twitter spaces. (laughs) And I was like, Whoa. And it, it was like a huge space. It was really energizing. And so I was like, maybe I should be doing this on Wednesdays. Like while I I do talk about like generally other themes in the space and feature other projects and founders, maybe like I should be focusing just on women. Um, And, and, you know, a lot of people in the space or women specifically are just, are somewhat over that. They're like, do we need another woman in web three? Like woman in (laughs) web (laughs) three, you know? But I think that there's something to be said about having safe spaces where we could come together and talk about the things that we care about, whether it be Web3 or otherwise. Like a lot of times these women Web3 spaces will start talking about projects and then we'll end up talking about just like life and leadership (laughs) and just trying to live
0: better lives. I love it. Thank you for sharing. So this new era of the Web3 is a market value that is projected to be $10 $10 trillion in the next five years. So the problem with that, everybody, is that 81% of that current participants are male. So even sure now, yeah. So <laughs> how can we design Web3 with diversity, inclusion, and accessibility in the in mind? And in what ways is, is BFF bridging this gap for more diversity, would you say?
1: Yeah, I think it's so important, right? Like I think that in this ethos of Web3, we're saying we want to be different, we want more diversity. We want more people included because when more people included, we create better things. Yeah. When there's more more diversity, when there's more perspective, when there's more life experience, when there's more people of different backgrounds, we create better things. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. And we
1: create better things for more people and different types of people. You can't have one group of people creating something for everyone. Yeah. As I've seen, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And, And also we all deserve that. Like you know, all minority groups and, and women, those who've been underrepresented, deserve to have a seat at the table and deserve to step into their leadership, which they have the abilities, they just haven't been given the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So part of that is financial education, financial literacy. But then in this in this era where we are, it's not just financial, it's also like tech. So we're having two industries, as I mentioned, that have been dominated by the patriarchy and by <laughs> cis-hetero white men for decades. And so we have a chance to kind of be part of both systems and change both systems. Yeah. As well as a new uh, a m- new model and a new movement and era we're moving towards. And so there's a lot going on. And I think there's a lot at stake. And so that's why... Um, it it requires women who get it to create a space for others, like to show others, hey, look, I'm here. That means you could be here too. Yeah, if I can do it, it you can do it. Yeah, Um, Miss O, which is for girls in the space, they're trying to onboard more girls and education for girls. They said, if she could do it, I can do it. You know, there is a bit of that, right? Yeah. So yeah, that is so important. And that's why representation matters, When we see ourselves in different spaces, we see that it's possible for us. And and so that is important. But then on the flip side, if you see that, you know, you're in a space and there's not a lot of diversity, what are you doing about it? Right. Are are you creating opportunities for others? And not just in a tokenization way, but like really you're aware of why that needs to happen and who gets to be there. And so, uh, you know, it's not just about the jobs. There's just so many job opportunities in this space. Um, but also how do we enable those individuals to get more equity? Cause jobs are great. Totally. We got to pay the bills, but also equity is where real, I would say, you know, abundance happens and real financial, like freedom happens and breaking those financial barriers, like generational barriers. That, generational that people, barriers. Yes. Had. Mm-hmm. And so you you want to have people not just as employees, but to have piece of the pie, to have piece of the upside. So th- like that's kind of where I see we can do more education and leadership and making in general, I think while we're building this tech, making it more accessible because it's very difficult to use. Right. And then we, it's scary because you hear about these crazy stories of hacks and scams and all that. And so like, how do we continue as leaders in the space to say, okay, we're not going to just stay in our, our bubble, but constantly um, allowing other people in and making it easy for them to come in, which a lot of people give up on that because they go, I'm here. I'm I'm off to the races. I'm going to, you know, <laughs> finish line. I don't care about anyone else. But Yeah. Guess what? You're be there alone. And then you're going to continue to feed into systems that we've had forever that didn't work.
0: Exactly. And I think, I mean, from many conversations that I've had just with friends of mine or yeah. in my network, I think it's just a little intimidating because they're just, yeah. they, they know it's like buzzing around them. They're hearing it online and it, but you know, they don't know where to start and you know, you got to set up a wallet and that's the thing is what, that's why communities, you know, exactly <laughs>
1: that's why whenever women, Um, Come to me, and they say, "Where do I start?" BFF. I'm not just saying this because, like, I'm a member. I have a a, a, like. I am a founding member. I have a NFT. It's not like I have equity in the company, although I would love to have equity in the company. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, so I, I just say this super sincerely. I think it's just like a great place to start because, again, you meet people that are at the same stage as you. Um, You learn the basics and then you kind of figure out where to go from there. And also, you know, Twitter spaces, oddly enough, you know, everyone thought Twitter kind of died, but Twitter spaces has been, and Twitter has become the place for the web three community. And so usually you start in one place. Like, so if you're at, well, at Cheryl Lazar, great place to follow (laughs) and at (laughs) my BFF, you'll start to see what we're sharing, the people we're tagging in the posts the people were following. And then you start navigating like off-roading, right? Yes. To, other, to finding out about other things and going yes. like, down the rabbit hole. <laughs> and then you kind of, you discover what you like. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I had to start a whole new fresh Twitter for Web3 because my other Twitter was like all about electronic dance music when I worked in the dance music business. Cool. And now I'm working in Web3. So I have a new Web3 Twitter and it's weird starting from zero, right? When you've had your old one for years and it just didn't, it was all yeah, related, you know. You. Yeah, so, totally. but it's really cool, like really selecting and being um, you know, intuitive and intentional with people that I'm following, not just yeah. to follow like a thousand people just to get a follow. Like I want to follow people that I see value in and that I can learn from, or you know, maybe I've connected in some way, or I've been joining Twitter Spaces. Actually, I did join your Twitter spaces. Your, Women in Web
1: wins before I even knew we were having this conversation. Like I was listening to
0: them. Yeah. I was totally listening to them.
1: (laughs) And like, what's cool is we're doing different themes and like we did an investors one one week, like next week we're doing um, breast cancer awareness month. There's a lot of projects doing cool stuff. So yeah, like every day I get to meet and learn about so many interesting people. And that's what's cool about the space. Like, Almost to the point of where it's overwhelming. <laughs> so many yeah. things. You're like, uh, what do I do? Yeah, where do I go? So much going. So <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on, which is it's good. It's good. Um, all good vibes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you
0: actually just mentioned this, and I want to talk about it because it was the next thing I wanted to discuss was that the job opportunities that Web three is creating. Yeah. You know, whether they're new positions or a transferable like community managers, developers, Web3 public relations, yeah. like what I'm doing, mm. marketing, blockchain engineers, yeah. and the list goes on. So Shira, like what is your advice to someone who's maybe interested in trying to get a job in Web3? Like where would you
1: kind of start? Oh my God. Well, there's a <laughs> lot out there. Literally, like while the economy is messed up right now, yeah. um, and there's definitely people that have put, I'm um, hiring on holds or, freezing it, et cetera, there's still a lot of opportunity. Um, there are companies that are starting up just to do Web3 recruiting and hiring. Um, I want to recommend one. I love this team at hello underscore we three. Um, if you go to hello-we, uh, the number three.com, um, they are a Web3 network for women and non-binary professionals. So great resource. Um, also, there's someone who's a... Um, a Web3 recruiter, um, this woman, Carly, I've actually been on her podcast too. I want to give her a shout out because she's also doing great work. And um, she, yeah, she always has interesting opportunities available. I believe it's Carly Long.
0: Send me all of these links and I'll link it in the podcast episode. Yeah. Some resources if anyone's yeah. interested in looking into Web3
1: yeah, but you, you <laughs> literally, if you search like or like hashtag web three hashtag jobs or job like on Twitter, you will find uh, stuff. And again, there's a lot of women who care about this, like we do, and that want to see more women getting jobs and that have literally started recruiting firms for that dedicated to that. So you have people on your side and who want you to succeed and win. I love that. Yeah. It's so inclusive. It, you know, it, it I is, mean, it's uh, not, again, yeah. I think it's, it's, you know what it is? It's not just inclusive. It's, uh, I think, intentional. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's, it, we're, it's more intentional right now. Mm-hmm. We're in a really important time and uh, we we want to know that we made the right moves so that, again, we create the world we want to live in.
0: Yeah. The space yeah. we want to live in. Yeah. Yeah. So something we kind of touched on was the whole community networking. And yeah. it's just like a really important thing in Web3. So, you know, it's about bringing people together over a common goal, not just about how many followers you have or how many people are watching your content or views. It's, you know, more than that. So how has the Web3 community helped you evolve in your journey? And what are some ways someone can find the right community for them?
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I've been very fortunate... To always have really great community, you know. Even when I feel alone, I still like realize and recognize I have community. (laughs) This is where it's like you know, uh, telling your minds like I know you're anxious and depressed, but just be grateful. Like look around you right now. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, reality check. But um, if anything that has expanded in this space, like um, it's just incredible. Just great friends and and similar values, right? Like, I think there's a lot of people that have the same values in this space because that's why we're all here. Like either we felt that, um, you know, we were sick of the way contracts were done and work was done, work-life balance. We were sick of the top-down control in previous spaces or corporate, um, not listening to, to community and your users or your consumers and like, we wanted different approaches, like people that believe in innovation and disruption, people that believe in a holistic lifestyle, that care about mental health and wellness, um, that believe in creativity. You know what I mean? Like that want to create like what the future is versus waiting for it to happen. Like these are all value systems that a lot of us um, have. And a lot of us have found each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And what's cool is like, everyone's very honest about family, about kids, like, it's not like we're keeping all this behind closed doors, not showing up fully as ourselves. And I think like it is a, a space where it, it, it is encouraged to show up fully as you, which is so inspiring.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's some accounts that I follow that I have started following because I'm like, wow. She's like, mother,
1: NFT creator, exactly. like know, doing all these cool things. I, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you, what's a mom, what's a crypto mom, Brenda. Mm. She's amazing this incredible black woman. Um, and she's inspiring because she was a banker. She was in the traditional finance world and left it for crypto. Has, I believe, two daughters. <laughs> I mean, she might have three kids. <laughs> I believe two daughters. She's got some kids. Seeing, yeah. I, would say, I would say seeing women, like people who are mature and at like not super young. I think coming from Web2 in the influencer world, it almost felt like you can't have a career after 20 <laughs> 25, yeah. you're like, oh, you're old and you're yeah, Good luck with that. And then you have to go <laughs> behind the scenes. I think I see in the Web3 space, like, yeah, there are young people doing amazing stuff, but it's so many different ages. I see people that are killing it, you know, 40 plus, right? Like, and again, for me, it like, it is inspiring and who have kids and who are married, you know, coming from Hollywood or LA, it was this idea of like, oh, you're going to settle. You know, if you do settle down, you know, your career goes by the wayside. Yeah. And I feel like there are people here that have seen like a second wind to their career on lives. Yeah. And again, it, it, it inspires me that it's possible, that it's not like it's the end because you ha- have all these things of anything. You know, part of it allows you to connect with people more deeply who also are in that time of their lives. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and also gives you perspective obviously. Like, yeah. but, but I think this this space for in web3 rewards definitely um your uniqueness, um your your curiosity, what you learn and your expertise, but also like coming in new, you can get rewarded as long as you're like you care and you're enthusiastic and you bring new ideas to the table. But on the other side of it, I think people who have been around and have credibility also um, it's needed in this space because it's so new. Mm-hmm. It creates a lot of trust. Yeah. So it's like a the perfect place where both new and kind of like old and wise can come together. Yes.
0: (laughs) It's never too late though. It's never too late.
1: I'm "I'm not even that old, but you know, in in LA
0: world. (laughs) Okay. So thank you for sharing. And it's never too late, everyone. (laughs) Bye. Exactly. Okay. So we're going to get to this part of the podcast. I want to know if you can please share one or two muses in your life that you'd love to give a shout out to.
1: Oh my God. Well, I've I've talked uh, about a bunch of them. Like, Definitely Crypto Mom is incredible. And uh, I want to give a shout out also to Tina, who does, who's amazing. She's actually the community manager for Hug. Hug is Randy Zuckerberg's community. Debbie Soon also, Deb's part of it with Randy, incredible. But Tina, I love um, Crop Circle on Twitter because she is just brilliant. And she was actually in a whole other industry And she wanted to be a, she was a writer and wanted to get more into like entertainment in this space and basically took the leap, started doing it and just joining communities. And like you would see through her Twitter feed that she was really good at what she did. And that was enough, right? Yeah. Um, And she showed up. And so I actually hired her to start working with me on my Twitter spaces and she does like recaps and all that. And now she's at Hug as well. So I want to give her a shout out because like so smart and really... Contributing a lot to the space. Also, oh my God, Nadia from Pussy Riot Yes. <laughs> the ultimate. I'm like, can I well, I don't want to, I, I don't want to say that because she was it, it put in a really traumatizing space, like being jailed in Russia by Putin. But her ability to come out of that and the work she's done is just unbelievable. She is amazing. Uh, Lori Grace, who is. A uh, trans woman and photographer in the space does amazing work. Go check her out. I mean, oh my god, so many people.
0: You need a whole episode on this.
1: Yeah, <laughs> who you love in the space? I love <laughs> everyone. I do, and like that's I'll nice. give a shout out to Self Love Club, who um, Peace Inside Live, my company that's bringing wellness to Web three. We've been working a lot with those ladies, Danielle Petty from Nineties Girls Club. 90s girls. 90s. I always like, you know, all these names of things you almost forgot, but, uh, she has an NFT project. Um, also Fari and, um, Sheena Douglas, uh, Diamond Doll. Amazing. I'll, we'll put this all in the description. Yeah. We'll link, we'll link, we'll link them all. Yeah. Great people to follow. Yeah. Um, and we're all building together again. You know, we, we all be- care about wellness in this space. And so, instead of competing or co-creating. And that's the energy. Of I love that. Yes. What we're doing
0: here. Collaboration yeah. over competition.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Finally, we're going to get to the follow your bliss finale question. Can you share with us
1: one positive affirmation? Oh my God. <laughs> Every morning. Oh, I do a lot of these. <laughs> This is, this is my vibe right now. You're speaking to me. Yeah. Every morning I say I'm powerful. I'm worthy. I'm loving. I'm abundant.
0: Mm, I love that.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being
0: here today. Thank you. So nice to talk with you and share with my audience, little taste of Web3 and a little bit of NFTs and connect with you. And, you know, I think I'm sure maybe we'll see each other in the future. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Yes yes okay everyone I hope you enjoyed this episode
1: thank you so much Shira thank you I hope you know uh, we inspired you to be more curious and to lean in thank yes. you so much thank you